0: A church reached out to me, and within an hour, we were able to be meeting with that mayor, who broke down into tears and said, you are my answer to prayer.
1: God just made it all work out, and that was a huge answer to prayer. God answered their prayer. I know you're praying. I know. I feel it.
2: Welcome back to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, where we take you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham, and prayer is a vital aspect of ministry here at Samaritan's Purse. In fact, we start every day um, as a staff for devotions. We, we pray and we read God's Word together, and, and staff members truly intercede for one another and for the needs around the world throughout the ministry. Um And so I love hearing uh, the way that God is working, the way that our staff expectantly prays and watches God answer prayer. And so throughout the year, we've been asking our staff members how they've seen God answer prayer. And so I'm excited to share testimonies uh, with you today on uh, the faithfulness of God. Um, But before we begin... I just want to talk personally about how I approach prayer. Um, Sometimes it can be overwhelming. There's so many needs, and there's so many things to pray for. And sometimes the needs are overwhelming. I mean, we're serving in really hard and dangerous places. When I'm overwhelmed and I don't know how to pray, one way that I do it, and it's through an acronym called ACTS. And that stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And and those sound like big, big words, but really, it just helps organize and really prepare my heart um, to in a posture that I can pray um, and talk to God. So, so first of all, adoration. Um, you know that is simply praising God, recognizing His glory and His sovereignty, and and allowing us to have a posture of of really praise and reverence. And so. Sometimes, again, when I get overwhelmed and I don't even know how to praise the Lord, uh, I pray back scripture. There are so many uh, scriptures that you can pray and that talk about God's greatness and, and sovereignty as creator and Lord. And so, just a few that I wanted to share today Psalm 8, 1 through 4 says, O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Who have displayed your splendor above the heavens. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you take thought of him? And the Son of Man that you care for him? And then Psalm 29, 2, 10, and 11, it says Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And then one more that I love, Isaiah 40, the entire chapter is incredible about God the creator, but I love 12 through 15. It says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, marked off the heavens by the span, and calculated the dust of the earth by the measure, and weighed the mountains in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has informed him. With whom did he console and who gave him understanding? Verse 28 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become tired or weary. And so again, just spending time recognizing God's greatness, um, just how He is the creator of all, um, just humbles you and allows your posture to be more um, reverent as you're praying. And then the second is confession. You know, confession is just making yourself right with God. You know, recognizing that that we're a sinner, um, separated from a Savior, and and you know, salvation uh, saves you from that. But you still have daily offenses um, and ways that you need to make yourself right with God. It, you know, it's your heart can become prideful, and I, I think barriers can again not distance us from God. He's always there, but but maybe harden our hearts so that we don't hear from Him and we don't come come to him with a, a a soft and repentant heart. And so confession's important. Again, there's so many scriptures in that share of Bible characters, people, heroes of the faith that have fallen and and they repent and they come back to God. And so you can confess personally, but then also corporately, you know, and there's many times in the Israelites, you know, where they turned back to the Lord and and repented as a people group. But then there's also personal confession, and I think that's something that we need to do daily, you know, sometimes multiple times a day. And and then Psalm 139, 23 through 24 uh, is one of my favorites. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me. Lead me in the everlasting way. And so confessing our sins, making ourselves right with the Lord, again, gives us uh, a humble uh, posture to go before the Lord in prayer. And then the third is thanksgiving. Uh, there's so many uh, prayers of thanksgiving and examples of ways that we are to, to thank the Lord and be grateful um, But two that I want to share are Psalm 9, 1 through 2. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of your wonders. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And then Psalm 113 says, Hallelujah. Give praise, servants of the Lord. Be blessed now and forever from the rising of the sun to its setting. Let the name of the Lord be praised. The Lord is exalted above the nations, his glory above the heavens, who is like the Lord our God, the one enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. And so thanking God, praising him, again, personally for the things he's done in our life, but then um, as a whole, just to be grateful for, for his creation and what he's done. Um, and then finally, after after those things, again, those confession, thanksgiving, adoration, they just prepare our hearts uh, to hear from Him. And then as we pray supplication for our needs, and when we ask things of Him, our heart is, is made right and we're aligned with Him um, praying in His, not my will, but yours be done, as He gave the example on the cross. Um, so finally, supplication, you know, that's where we ask our requests of the Lord and And you know, I love, uh, whenever I talk to our staff, I love asking, you know, how can we be praying for you, for your team? Uh, And almost always, our leadership will say, pray for wisdom. You know, they want to be dependent and reliant on the Lord for wisdom and guidance as they make decisions. They want to follow the Lord's plans and, and not their own. And so I love that that is their, their humble attitude. They always ask for wisdom. And, you know, James 1 5, it says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives all generously without reproach, and it will be given to him. Uh, and Psalms 25, four through five says, Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God and my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. And so when we ask for things, we're asking out of this uh, request, you know, Teach me your paths, Lord. Guide me in your truth and lead me. One of the verses I personally pray for our staff as they serve in dangerous places around the world is Psalm 91. It says in verse 1 through 4, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. God's Word truly is sufficient for our every need, and and prayer allows us to make our needs known to God. And if we asked everyone at Samaritan's Purse how they've seen God move this year, there would be thousands of testimonies. So in this episode, you're gonna hear just a few of different voices as people serve across the areas of ministry and how God has answered their prayers. First, we talked to Brian Babcock as he was on our DCA returning from Puerto Rico. He's been serving on the ground as the team lead there and saw firsthand the needs on the island after Hurricane Fiona made landfall there in
0: September. When I first got on, on the ground, one of the first things you look at is that God works through the church. And and one of the things we see is that when people have lost all hope and they've lost everything, what they have left is God. Several of the churches reached out to us and said that there was this uh, community in Guanaca, And they had no water, 10,000 people, without any clean water to drink. The morning that I arrived, the mayor of the neighboring community called the mayor of Guanica and said, we don't have any water left. We can't share with you. And so that community was totally isolated. A church reached out to me and within an hour, we were able to be meeting with that mayor who broke down into tears and said, you are my answer to prayer. God is working today to restore water to Guanica. And less than 36 hours later, we had water flowing in the town.
2: It's amazing to hear how God enabled the response team to serve in such an isolated area. God truly cares about those who are marginalized and overlooked. Next, we're going to hear from Bethany Densham, who led a cataract surgical team in South Sudan. Bethany shares how she saw God's provision in the smallest details. The team faced multiple roadblocks. I mean, it's hard enough to send equipment to South Sudan, but especially to send enough equipment to serve hundreds of blind patients needing surgery. The team relied on God,
1: and they saw Him answer many prayers. You know, we planned well in advance, and we shipped our pallets, and we had four pallets um, full of supplies and medical equipment, and um, we... You know, we basically have a timeline with the warehouse in Wilkesboro, when when we need stuff ordered by, when we need it packed by, when it needs to be, you know, all the shipping documents ready. And we give ourselves plenty of room for error. <laughs> and yet, uh, you know, on this trip, we... We shipped well in advance. We had two pallets that got stuck in Amsterdam. It was very unclear, even from the shipping company, why those pallets were stuck in Amsterdam for so long. Um, They finally left Amsterdam, they got to Nairobi, and we get an email saying, uh, with some pictures saying, can you identify which of these pieces are yours? <laughs> because they had dismantled the pallet, which doesn't usually happen, and then it had gotten mixed up with you know, other things that were being shipped to Nairobi. And so we weren't 100% sure if everything was gonna be there. It arrived in Juba. Um, they cleared it from customs uh, basically the week before we, our team was arriving. Uh, miraculously, everything had arrived despite all of that. <laughs> so we, you know, we were praying along the way just really that, that God would help things arrive and you can't really replace the equipment within you know, a matter of days. And so we were um, really concerned about that. And, and again, you know, God just made it all work out and that was a huge answer to prayer.
2: This answer to prayer allowed our team to directly impact the life of a man named Joseph. Joseph received cataract surgery at our clinic in South Sudan. And until this surgery, he was completely blind. In fact, the year before, he had arrived at our clinic just as our team was packing up to leave. And for this entire year, he has desperately prayed that Samaritan's Purse would return. Amen. So he said, it was my prayer. For your coming, actually, I can consider it. It was my prayer. Because I was been praying... The day that I came and I got people were packing up, going. So, and I was told that you just need you to go know. and pray. So he went back and he joined the church and he was praying contis- uh, continuously until uh, until God kept me, until you you people come back again. So I can consider it this track. It is happening because of me. Of course, I was a part of the people praying. <laughs> Meanwhile, a few countries to the west, our team in Liberia, was witnessing their own answer to prayer.
3: In the beginning of 2022, uh, our team here shifted projects into some new geographic areas where Samaritan's Purse has had little engagement in the past. Um, And our prayer at the beginning of the year was really that God would help us to see how we can uh, really operationalize the second line of our office's vision statement, which is to see churches strengthened through our partnership, it's one of those things where I look back at it now, and we, you know, we've always talked about leaving God room, and really that's what we had to do, because at the end of it, we could strategize all day long, but uh, it's really God who came through. In October, I went to one of our project areas. And met with a group of pastors that uh, our team has been engaged with and partnering with for the first time this year. And it was amazing to hear them sharing that um, for the first time in these communities, you know, memory or history, they've come together across denominations. For the first time, these pastors from different denominations who previously have never interacted with these. each other, they've never come together to meet needs of their communities, um, and then they kicked it off with a big revival where they came together for three days, uh, proclaimed the gospel. They had a parade through the streets of uh, one of the large cities in the area, just yes, sharing the gospel and letting the communities know that the church is there uh, to to be a light and to be a witness and to love on and, and care for their communities um, and share the love of Christ with them. So all we had to do was show up and put our focus on God and kind of open our hands and say, we don't really know how this is going to happen, but we trust that God will do something, you know, and use us in that. Um, So that's a huge answer to prayer.
2: That was Daniel. He lives in Liberia and serves as the country director. He's been with Samaritan's Purse for over 14 years, and I love hearing from people like Daniel, individuals who have a unique firsthand look into ways that prayer has been answered and the long-term impacts on the communities. Another one of our country directors, Matt, shared about how God answered a dream that had been planted years ago and is finally bearing fruit in Iraq.
4: I'm excited to tell you about uh, this prayer request that Mm -hmm. God's answered. So um, maybe a little bit of backstory. So my best friend is an Iraqi pastor in Erbil, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he and his church, they've always rented the building where they gather to worship. Um, and his church congregation purchased land in late 2017 and they had the dream of building their church, but, but they've since faced just one roadblock after another. Mm-hmm. It's been extremely difficult trying to obtain all of the approvals that they've needed to build their church. Uh, a long story short, we, we had no idea how difficult it would be to garner these approvals to build a church in Erbil. Um And obviously, years of prayer by so many have gone into this, trying to get the approval. Um, times of questioning, God, was this really what you had for his church? God, You know, is this the land that you—we we very much believe that God had, had led us to that land. Um, and so there was just some time of questioning over the last four years. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm thrilled to let you know now that earlier this year, and by God's grace, uh, this pastor received all of the government approvals, the final approvals that they needed to build their church. They broke ground um, in his church. Yeah, the construction is expected to be completed spring of 2024. So that's a, a huge answer to prayer. It's going to be, we believe, um, such a blessing to this region for many years to come. Uh, this guy is an amazing believer and follower of Jesus, a true, humble servant, the heart of a pastor. And so we're just so proud of, of where he's leading his church and, and so thankful that uh, God provided a way for them to be able to build their church here in Erbil.
2: We also heard from Amanda, who serves with our North American Ministries team. Amanda helps coordinate travel for our military couples going to Operation Healer Patriots in Alaska. She shared a recent experience about a couple who was ready to give up on their marriage and they had lost hope. Prayer
5: and the Lord changed everything for them. The first time we um, told them about OHOP, told them about the program, and this couple, they were separated at the time. They weren't living in the same home, but they were together on that phone call and wanted to talk to me together. And they really asked some hard questions. They were really, really, really struggling. And it was kind of a hard conversation. They were asking questions like, why did we get picked? We are not good people. Like, we're not religious. Our marriage is in really, really bad shape. Are we going to be the odd ducks at this wonderful marriage retreat with all these other happy couples? Things like that. And so I did my best to assure them that this is what we are equipped for. This is, we, we selected them because we want to help them. So we got through the phone call. They agreed to go. We booked them for one of the first weeks in the summer, you know, and said goodbye. Um, I booked their travel. We had everything all set to go. And then, uh, as this sometimes happens with OHOP, the closer you get to the trip, the enemy starts to work and starts to discourage these couples from, from going, I got an email from the wife and she said, you know, my husband and I, we've talked about this and our marriage just is not strong enough right now to withstand all the stress that's going to come with a trip like this. Please give our spot to basically another couple that can actually be helped was what she said. And that broke my heart because I remember how um, just sincere and earnest, but lost they were in that initial conversation. And I knew that I knew that this was the fruit of a spiritual attack on them, um, that they were saying that they didn't want to go. So I called one of our chaplains and talked to him about it, prayed with him about it, got some direction and advice on how do I respond to this email. Um, one thing that our chaplain told me, he said, you know, Amanda if this is the last conversation that we have with, with this couple, don't leave anything unsaid. Be bold, be bold in your faith and be bold about sharing the gospel with them because that's what they need. But I took that to heart and in my response to her, I said, you know, this is what OHOP is uh, equipped for. This is what we do. I understand that it's scary, but if you guys are willing to do hard work together, we are more than willing and, and, to, to help you, and we know that the only hope for you, for your marriage, is going to be found on Jesus Christ. We want to give you a new foundation for your marriage. You talk about your foundation being weak, to you know, not strong enough for this trip. We want to give you a new foundation, and we know that the only foundation that can last in this life will be built on Jesus Christ. So I sent that email, and uh, to be honest, I didn't know if she was going to even respond back to me. I didn't know if being that upfront about your, you know, their lostness and needing the gospel, I didn't know if that would make her mad, but um, or if she would respond back to me at all. But I, I basically said, I want to give you every opportunity to reconsider, um, and I won't cancel your tickets until I hear back from you saying that this is really what you want to do. So sent that email, our team prayed over it. I prayed all weekend. I finally responded to her on a Friday and I prayed over it all weekend. God had her and him, that this couple, on my mind from the moment that I woke up in the morning to when I went to bed at night and they just were on my spirit constantly and I was just praying for God's will to be done. Um, and... Praying that they would that they would reconsider that they would decide to go because I just knew that they would find help if if they could just if they would just commit and and get to Alaska together. So, anyway, weekend came and went, and then Monday came, and I think it was like Monday afternoon. I saw that I got a response back from her. She said, "You know, thank you, thank you. We are ready to do hard work on our marriage." And if it's not too late, we would like to go. So I was super excited. I sent that out to our whole team. And, you know, it was just the fruit of everyone praying for them that they made that, you know, that they made that decision and had decided to to take the trip. So fast forward a few weeks, they did go to Alaska and they both gave their lives to the Lord. And I'm sure that, you know, it's still a work in progress as far as their marital issues. They now have um, the hope of eternal life with Jesus, and they do have, they have a new foundation for their marriage. So just the way the Lord answered my prayer, um, I, I will never forget them, and I will never forget what the Lord taught me through faithfully upholding them in prayer and praying for them over that weekend like I did, and then seeing Him answer. That's something that I will never forget. This story is amazing.
2: I love how it shows that every interaction is important. Even a phone call can change someone's perspective and open up their hearts to the gospel. This team was so faithful to pray, and now they're seeing fruit from it. Our partners around the world truly feel our prayers at work. Here is what one of our interpreters working in Ukraine had to say.
1: I'm really
5: ask you for praying for our—I know you're praying. I know. I feel it. Everybody here feel this praying, feel this uh, support. Uh, Just— Ask Jesus to to send us more and more good persons, good humans, yes? So thank you for your praying.
2: As we close this episode, I hope that you are encouraged hearing how God has answered prayers, Um, and I I hope that this challenges you to pray more specifically and, and pay attention to the ways that God answers prayers in your own life. Um, And I just want to close this episode by praying for all the work going on with Samaritan's Purse around the world. So if you'll join me in prayer. Lord, we thank you uh, for these staff members that shared their hearts and shared the ways that you are answering prayer. I pray that we would recognize that. We would praise you for the ways that you're intervening and, and just interacting with our daily lives. And Lord, we pray for continued wisdom and protection over our teams serving all over the world. We pray for our teams in Ukraine. Uh, we pray for our teams in Ethiopia. We pray for our, um, Operation Heal Our Patriots and many of the, the stories that we've heard today. And you know all the ins and outs, you know the, the needs and the, the prayers on each of our staff members' hearts. So I pray that you would listen, you would incline your ear towards them. I just want to close reading Psalm 86. It says, Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am afflicted and needy. Preserve my soul, for I am a godly man. O you, my God, save your servant who trusts in you. Teach me your ways, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and will glorify your name forever. For your loving kindness toward me is great, for you have delivered my soul from the depths of Shoal. We thank you, Lord, for our teams. We thank you for our faithful partners all over the world and pray that you would speak to their hearts today and teach them your ways, O Lord. Uh, we thank you and love you in Jesus' name, Amen. And as always, you can you can hear more of our stories and see what God is doing on our website. Uh, you can also join our community on Instagram at On The Ground with Samaritan's Purse. Thank you so much for listening today, and thank you for joining us in prayer. God bless you.